0: Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions, two, you talk. give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280, The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. You know, we we, we did some things that uh, took some chances and took some risks but I didn't think we're out of the ordinary, but I was just proud of our players and the way they performed it. I mean, offensively, defensively and special teams, I thought we played really solid and and uh, just really happy that our guys are able to execute and just trust our players. I, I love our quarterback and he's right there and I want him to know that he knows that already too and, and uh, love the way that he works with this team and, and love the leadership on our, on our team and um, yeah, we, sorry, we' we won this game and I'm happy about that but now we have to win and learn and have a time, opportunity to learn for the next one too because uh, we have a, a big team a big time opponent coming to town again and uh, really looking forward to that one.
1: That was Kalani Satake. Were they interviewing him on a treadmill
0: or something? That's
1: what it sounded like. Anyway. Like he was out of breath?
0: A little bit. Yeah. Okay. He had just gotten done celebrating with his team after beating Kalani, the uh, Trojans. Look, Kalani is uh he is really matured as a coach. Really
1: has. Well that was after he beat USC in two thousand nineteen. Yes. Exactly. 2019. Um, our friend, Gordon, Bruce Feldman from The Athletic, came on the show last week, uh, in fact. Um, did some reporting, did some digging around, talking to sources, Pac-12 sources, you know how it goes. Uh, has come up with a list of possible replacements for Clay Hilton at USC. Shall we proceed through the list? Yeah, let's do it. Mario Cristobal.
0: That ain't happening. Head coach at Oregon. Luke. Our good friend John Canzano up there has said uh, that ain't happening. and no. I, I trust him.
1: I don't know if I'd leave that Oregon job quite so easily. Yeah. I could probably see several reasons to stay there. I could buy that argument. Uh, Luke Fickle, Cincinnati head coach.
0: Likely candidate.
1: Yeah, Former hire of the athletic director. He would think so. Matt Campbell, Iowa State head coach. Yeah, that could happen. Done a good job there. James Franklin, Penn yeah. State head coach. Well,
0: I've heard different reports on that one, that uh, James Franklin really would be interested in the job. I saw but that, too. I've heard others say that, uh, okay.
1: Okay, well, put a pin in that for a second, because we'll get to that concept okay. here in a minute, because right. I've seen a little bit of, uh, of that, too. Uh, Tony Elliott, Clemson offensive coordinator. Hmm. Okay. And Didn't fun- look so good the other night. And Kalani Satake, BYU head coach. What about Urban Meyer? Urban uh, pretty emphatically said today he's not interested.
0: Oh, That's the second you know that he's probably
1: in, very interested. You know, uh, shout out to Austin who made that very same joke Why? when we were talking when, about. When, did he, when
0: could you trust anything <laughs> Urban Meyer ever said? Well, he said today he's not interested. I hear. Well, I mean, when he says that, I automatically think, "Yep, he's right up
1: there at the top." So the bigger story to you is no Urban Meyer as opposed to Kalani's on no. a list connected with USC. Kalani might be
0: on that list, but I, I just, I can't see that happening. You want to read? You want me
1: to read what Bruce says? Yeah, I want to hear. Bruce says, uh, one other intriguing name among the sitting head coaches, a Pac-12 source mentioned, who I thought could make some sense is BYU Satake. The 45-year-old knows the league well from his days as an assistant at Utah and Oregon State. He has lots of recruiting ties on the West Coast and in Hawaii. Uh, his program is coming off a sensational 2020 season, during which the Cougars went 11-1, and finished 11th in the country, and now the Cougars are off to a 2-0 and start with wins over Pac-12 schools, Arizona and Utah. They face number 19 Arizona State this weekend. If his team keeps winning, his stock will keep rising. His teams are physical, tough, and smart. People in the business also love the guy. He comes across as extremely personable and likable, but he is coaching at his alma mater, and BYU is about to join the Big 12 and is in a much more... More favorable position in the sport than it was a month ago, so he might not
0: be interested in leaving Provo. Well, Period. okay, so let me explain myself. Is Kalani Sitake, as I said, he's grown into being a terrific coach, and I I think uh, deserving of that kind of consideration. I just my experience with USC through the years, I would just be a little surprised if that were to happen, but. I don't know. Times change and you know, I I just don't know if Kalani is a is a a big enough name for them. Of course Fickle isn't exactly a huge name either, but he's got the direct connection with the with the A D. So I don't know. I mean a nice compliment for Kalani. I've also seen list with Kyle Whittingham's name on it, you know, and I i don't think Kyle's going anywhere. No, and I, I would put the likelihood of, of
1: Kalani getting that job low you know, for some of the reasons that uh, I, I think you're alluding to. But I will say that I think he would be – I think he would be good. I think he would do a good job at, at USC. I think all those things Bruce said about him are true. Yeah. And he's got a big personality and he's very easy to identify with. Um, you you know of course when you're talking about stuff like this, you, what staff do you hire and and how do you go about that with recruiting and and with culture and all those sorts of things? But uh, I I think he would do a great job. Did I read somewhere that Eric Ben? I mean, might be interested. Uh, I think he alluded to that's one of the few college jobs he'd be willing to take.
0: See now I, and I look I don't know what they're going to do down there, uh, but uh, I I they like big time and. They like being the big time. And they have tried uh, some situations, like with Clay Helton, that did not work out. And I, some of these names you're mentioning have done a really good job where they are, but the, is the track record long enough to make it a sure thing? Well, obviously nothing is a, is a sure thing. There,
1: be, uh, if you hired Nick Saban, that would be a sure thing. Well, I mean, Pete Carroll was no sure thing when he was hired at USC. It was their fourth choice, as everybody is pointing out today. And he turned out to have the exact plan, perfect fit, perfect time, and, and USC, that was what it was during those years. Well, he was a big name. Kind of. Yeah, I mean, he was no, he a, a was big name NFL coach. for bad reasons. Well, yeah. <laughs> and his NFL record at the time was not terrific.
0: Well, it's a nice compliment for Kalani to be mentioned in that group, and, and good for him. I mean, do you think he'd do a good job? It's tricky down there, it really is. I mean, maybe with the pipeline they have, but if Kalani had a couple of seven and five seasons and a four and nine season mixed in, he'd be he'd be fired. That's what he did at BYU. Yeah, so. but how much how much money do you rake in
1: over that period of time? And it's I think with a place like USC, listen, a a um, hmm. should I put this? A a not so smart person should be able to go above 500 at USC with those those kind of resources. You would think so. Somebody with the lights on, not even all the way, should be able to go above 500 at USC with those resources. So, who has a plan on how to get you all the way there and is it a good one? I think Kyle Whittingham has worked at Utah because he has a good plan. Mm. Kalani has worked at BYU because he has a good plan and is, is executing it. So, I mean, maybe this is me living in the hundred acre wood, but if I'm hiring a coach connections, big name, all that stuff, be damned, sit down there and tell you what, tell me what you're going to do with the football program and then go do it. And if, If Kalani, if I'm USC and Kalani had the message to sell, listen, we're going to bring defense back to this university and it's going to be nasty. And we are going to play tough, big boy football and we are going to bully the rest of this conference each and every game. And we're going to complement that with the best quarterback that we can find who we're going to promise to get to the next level with our platform and grooming him as a pro-style quarterback and I'd go out and, and wreck the league. That's what I'd be looking for. And I think Kalani could bring a lot of that stuff to USC. Probably so, yeah.
0: Okay, so let me ask you this. Let me give you three names associated locally. And you tell me, you rank them in order of who would be proper candidates down there. Okay, so specifically for USC. Bronco Mendenhall, Kalani Satake, Kyle Whittingham. Rank those in the order that you think would be, you know, in order.
1: So I was wrong about Bronco going to UVA, so keep that in
0: mind. But I'd probably put Bronco third on that. And why is that? Because Bronco's accomplished a lot more than uh, than Kalani has. Because he's such a
1: straight arrow. Is that going to work at USC? Oh, I, I don't see. know if
0: they really want a straight arrow. And not that the other two <laughs> they want someone. Not, not that team. the other
1: two guys aren't, you know, straight arrows per se. I'm trying to not make that <laughs> that, but we all we watched Bronco for a long time. Dude is a boy scout. I mean, he's he's a straight arrow. I'm not so sure that's what works at USC. Um out of Coach Witt and Kalani, obviously Coach Witt has much more uh, uh, of a track record. With the age factor in, yes. And uh, can you can you say that anymore? Am I going to get in trouble? Is
0: well, lawsuits? I mean, some uh, maybe, uh, but maybe, but they, they, maybe they're looking for a long term guy. The, I think one thing that Pete Carroll brought,
1: and and here's where age doesn't have anything to do with it, because Pete wasn't young. At the time he took the USC job, he's not young now, and he's still still coaching. And to his credit, but man, that guy is nothing but energy. Yeah, that dude is straight energy. Mm-hmm. And I, if I were looking for a head coach in college football, USC or or anywhere else, I'd be looking for some energy. Look at the energetic guys Utah State has hired lately. I think that's worked out for him. I think I think if you're trying to attract and and you know, identify with and gain the respect of young people. I think energy is a big boost. So a young a younger Lavelle Edwards wouldn't do it for you? I don't know. See then then there's the other way to do things. Like like Lavelle obviously had no problem identifying with young people and he wasn't a ball of energy. That's true. Talk to talk to Hans, talk to anybody who played for Lavelle Edwards and they'll tell you that the man had zero problem identifying with his players throughout his run. That's because the players could tell that he cared about them. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, there's there's more than one way to do things. But, you know, some energy. Uh, I, I don't think USC would be hurting for some energy.
0: Uh, the, the interesting part of that question to me is, who's a more qualified candidate, Bronco Hall or Kalani Satake? Probably Bronco because he's done it twice.
1: And and let's not forget the special run he had there at uh, at BYU. What, did he win forty games over four years or something something nuts like that? I mean, uh, that's a pretty good run that few head coaches enjoy. So let's not forget about that. But I mean, if you're talking about qualified experience and cheerily on the resume, Bronco probably. But what what do you bring to the table? I think uh, I think Kalani probably has the opportunity to be a much better recruiter. But here's where I sold Bronco short with UVA, and he's been great. So I I didn't think he'd be able to recruit at UVA. I absolutely didn't think that he and that staff would be able to to do what they've done there. So that's that's not fair. But that that is something that I would put in Kalani's camp. I think he'd be a better recruiting to that program. But I shouldn't sell Bronco short. Tanner would be mad at me for selling Bronco short.
0: All of those coaches are really good football coaches, and I got a lot of respect for Kalani. I wonder if he would get chewed up down there in that environment. And I'm not saying Coloney's soft or anything like that. I mean, he's a he's a grown man. He he can he can handle himself. But I'm telling you, those boosters down there—they are—they can turn into a, a, a pack of wolves pretty quick. I wonder how that would go. Well, thus my
1: you know, Bronco is too much of a straight arrow. You know where Bronco is perfect for. And he, he, speaking of self awareness, he always talked about this. He's perfect for places that have high standards, where it's a little bit more difficult to to achieve. And his more, I don't want militant is such a strong word, but his his more orderly that feels better approach <laughs> to football orderly. really makes a big impact. Yeah, and his team building and all this stuff that he was really good at at BYU. You know, it's probably not a coincidence. But I don't think that's Kalani's same strength. I don't think
0: Kalani's having success at BYU because of the same reasons that Bronco is. Well, I think, getting back to your original point, I think any one of those three would be successful down there. and the Because like- there are advantages, obviously, that you don't have other places. And uh, all because I have respect for all three of them, uh, intelligent uh, football guys— and know how to handle themselves on the whole uh, in a in a fair situation. I just i i the one thing I would worry about for any anyone taking that job is how unfair it could be if things turned a little south.
1: All right, we'll get to more of this coming up. I think it's a pretty interesting discussion. Maybe we keep it, keep it rolling at points throughout the show. Not just you know, will would Kalani get the job, but. You know what? What makes a good What makes a good coach? And we do need to get to the game behind the game, where coaches are just throwing their name out to connect it with a job to twist yeah. the arm of their current. You know, see what James Franklin is doing
0: right now. Agents you know, have a way of doing that. Yeah, yeah.
1: and and mm-hmm. when these big jobs come open, it's it's a funny, dirty little scramble, and it's not always.
0: So what you're saying is behind the scenes, a certain message is being sent, and in front of the public, it's, oh, no, no, I'm not interested in that, not at all. More like, hey, agent,
1: uh, why don't you dial up that uh, newsman, (laughs) you know, that that Monson fella, and uh, put it out that USC called this morning, and there's mutual interests. And then when I'm asked about it, I go, I'm focused on, uh, you know—
0: I got a game this Saturday. I'm focused here, not there. But the, at the, the mo- same
1: time, now all of a sudden you're connected to the job.
0: Yeah, and if the money's right, then you take it. If the money, if, uh, if but the point is, there's not you, even an offer. You, you make yourself much more popular where you are.
1: Yes. If you stay. All of a sudden, well, in James Franklin's case, Penn State's like, oh, oh, well, maybe we should lock him down before this gets too far on down the road. <laughs> How many of those are going to be out there? Oh, there's, that's so but, you know, one. in all honesty, it's all the way down, if I'm Jay Hill, I'm like, hey, I'm interested. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow. It's just good PR. SC was interested in him, and he stayed right where he is. Yeah. We should appreciate him more. Not only should we appreciate him more, but we should pay him more. Mm-hmm. That's or, the way it works. And, it's, and that's true for a lot of jobs. A lot of people will be offered a job somewhere else, and they'll go to their current employer and say, hey, I got this offer, and this is uh, uh, certified. Uh, you know, um, what can you do for me here? I just saw a tweet from an old colleague of mine from the L.A. Times, Mike Heiserman, who was the, uh, became the, uh, the sports editor at the L.A. Times. Uh, and this is what he tweeted out. I propose this addition to USC Mike Bones' list. Must be able to recruit and develop physical linemen on both sides of the ball. That's exactly what you just said a little while ago. Give me a coach that's not going to be
1: cute and run a gimmick (laughs) and all this stuff that that may be cute at Mississippi State (laughs) but has no business being (laughs) implemented at USC. Where you get the biggest, baddest athletes on the planet go out and, and coach them upright and, and kick butt and go out and win the old-fashioned way. <laughs> I mean that's what that's what Pete Carroll did. I mean the the quarterbacks got a lot of attention, right? But well, the quarterbacks were good. Uh, some better than others, I uh, suppose. At, at, the, but college level, uh, at the college level, at the college, yeah, right. exact. But exactly my point. You just need a good quarterback. Right, you get the get the best line, the best receivers, and the best running backs that now legitimate money can buy. Now you go play football. and you go out there and you you dump truck teams. I mean that's the that's the recipe. The, why make it more difficult
0: when it doesn't need to be? You know, I'm coming around on this a little bit with you, Jake. Uh, I don't think it's necessarily always on target, but it's in this case, I think you're probably right. And you know, Because you can get the best athletes and play good, smart, hard-nosed football. Right? That's the
1: idea. Well, and, and think about it this way, Gordon. And I know you accuse me of being old-fashioned the way I look at this thing,
0: and I, I appreciate you
1: bending on this a little bit. after I'm the battles bending a little bit. I, I still believe what I, Nick like, Saban said, I, I that you, you have
0: to be explosive in order to, to, be, to win titles. To, to
1: bring this into the now, look what happened when BYU, when Utah couldn't stop the run in the second half. BYU was able to end the game, even though it got within a score. BYU was, and, and Utah did it did the same thing to BYU after the weather delay in 2019. You know, again, it went from, uh, well, Utah's got an advantage, and they'll probably win, to the game's over. <laughs> because they ran the ball and BYU couldn't do anything about it. BYU basically did the same thing to Utah over the weekend because football is really simple, and when you can do the easiest thing and the other team can't stop it, there's nothing that they can do about it. Do you remember Utah's first year in the Pac-12? Well, I guess there are several examples of this, but I remember this one Cal game, random Cal game, when Utah was in the Pac-12, and they just got— I can't remember who the running back was, but went for like 200 yards, and Utah just got destroyed by an average Cal team because— they couldn't get off the field. Yeah, and so when you're USC and you can have the best team, I don't know. You have the best athletes. Don't make it hard on yourself. Part of the problem is that some of California's best athletes are going back east. Hey, there's there's this is where the plan from the head coach comes in. That's got to be a big part of the plan. You hit it right on the head. How do you go back to USC having their pick of of Southern California yeah. athletes? That's mm-hmm. That's where it needs to be. How do you do that, How do you though? do that? Well, the NIL, I'll tell you what, is going to help. <laughs> yeah,
0: I suppose it but, will. But,
1: I mean, here's where, I mean, we started this conversation because Kalani mentioned by Bruce Feldman in connection with it. I think part of the reason Kalani's a good recruiter is because of his personality. Players Although, want to be around
0: it. Players B-OA want to play recruiting it. classes haven't been...
1: Let's not go thought. down
0: this road again,
1: the, the, because BYU's recruiting classes will never go up or down. They're stuck at the same spot because they're <laughs> BYU, because those recruiting rankings are stupid, <laughs> because they're based on who's recruiting them. And, they, and by the way, BYU gets recruit, get recruits to to commit at 11 and a half years old, so they don't get recruited <laughs> by any other universities. So Thus, they're penalized they're for that. They're pigeonholed as two stars, because it's, oh, pff, only BYU were recruited. That's I said we were going to go down that road. Okay, Let's not. You
0: just Let's did. not. You don't think Kalani's a good recruiter? No, I think he would be. I just have noticed that the recruiting classes that he has uh, nailed down have not been that impressive to those who do those things. Obviously, uh, and we saw it on Saturday night, BYU has some fine talent in the program. Yeah, but the
1: good folks at Scout didn't think so, Gordon. So, <laughs> Who are those people anyway? Right. I don't know. I mean, probably anywhere from professionals who are uh, pretty bent on doing their best job down to the pizza guy.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I really don't know those folks. Do you trust them, Austin? No, I don't trust anyone. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> Jake, I know where you are on this. You think those guys are are uh, just kind of hanging around the game? I just don't
1: think there's any way to measure that. Or at least there's uh, many ways to measure that. Well, they probably talk to coaches. Right, but a high school coach, how honest is he going to be about his players (laughs) to to start with? Well, yeah, but they probably ask about other teams. No, reporters say, who's recruiting you? And they say, well, I've got uh, Colorado State. And uh, well, let's see, uh, Nevada Reno called the other day, and uh, UNLV, and then I got uh, I got a letter in the mail from Cal, and then they go, okay, one pack 12 team, it's about what uh, three star.
0: <laughs> and That's you, what they do. And you think if someone says, yeah, hey, I'm going to BYU from Jump, then you think, all right, two stars. Right. They also factor in their social media following. If they have a, a thousand followers, they're a one star. Right. Exactly.
1: And mm-hmm. and then let's let's not pretend there isn't the sly move of looking at what the competition is ranking them out and thinking True. like, okay, well, they must know what they're talking about too. So it the- just it it's dumb the point of these websites is to sell advertisements and subscriptions yeah. so the more stars that you have on your website more people are going to click on click on your website right. now the, the other side of it is listen we we know some of these guys and they they do a lot with a little in a lot of cases, so I don't I don't want to cast or paint with a broad brush. But on the whole, I find and by the way, they're the only ones doing it. So who are we to complain? Because nobody else is out there doing it. But I I don't know. I don't, I, I certainly don't put a lot of stock in it. Certainly, I trust PJ Carlesimo's uh, info about his players more than the stock rating. Right. Wow, Luther, right? <laughs> but how how else do you explain that so many lower ranked players end up being the best players, even at,
0: like it, cast it to the NFL level. Yeah, we did that. Remember last yeah. year, Super Bowl starters went down the line, and uh, there were a whole lot of two and three stars guys on that. Yeah, team. look at look at rosters in the NFL, and this credit
1: the NFL for for finding talent of its own. There's a lot of Alcorn States on there. Maybe not as many as Alabama's, but there are a lot of you know Weber State has players in the league.
0: Well, let, let me say it this. So, way, where about were Kalani. the recruiting rankings Kalani, on that one? Kalani has the right personality. He has the right demeanor. He has uh, he has uh, a, a, an earnest, honest way about him that would be appealing to me as a parent. And I, you know, that's that's all I can say. If that makes him a good recruiter, uh, I think he's also pretty good at evaluating talent.
1: So, well, so it would seem. Coached a lot of good defenses at Utah, and has coached a lot of good players so far at BYU. Do you
0: think it matters that BYU kind of locked him down with that extension, or is, no. that, is that just <laughs> I don't? Was that just written in the sand? <laughs> waiting for the next wave to come in. I man. think you know the answer to that.
1: That's the split story of the day brought to you by our friends at Sound Sleep Medical. Do you snore at night or are you currently using a CPAP machine to treat sleep apnea? Sound Sleep Medical can improve your life. Visit SoundSleepMedical.com. More next on the Big Show 97.5 and 1280 of the Zone.